Did you ever realize that your relationship with money could be impacting your sales confidence? Yes, that is a reality. And in today's episode, we are deep diving on getting your sales and money back on track as we get chatting with our guest for the show today. So let's get started. Fall in love with selling as you acquire the right mindset, selling style, and sales process that helps you take your business solution to more prospects, potential clients, and the world at large. If you are a women entrepreneur who is looking to get more sales, scale, and sustainability in your business, you have reached the right place. I'm Roshni Baronia. Your host for the show is The Sales, which is all about helping you bring your authentic and influential self to each sales conversation. Okay, so Josie is joining us all the way from UK. Hello, Josie. Very happy to have you on this show today. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, please tell us a little bit about yourself and your business to us. So I am a business coach for female entrepreneurs and I support women to who have got businesses that they might use online to market to grow and scale their business, um, particularly focusing on strategy and mindset with a real focus on money mindset which wow. i see as the most important part of business and sales right exactly that's what we will be diving into as a how the money mindset impacts the sales confidence yes i'm so excited about this but before we get into that what has been your biggest business struggle and how did you overcome it when you were starting out so i'd say the biggest business struggle for me was i got pregnant very close after starting my business and so as i was building my business, business obviously i was also due to have a baby and i was quite naive i thought it was my second child so you think i would have had a bit more reality check but i had this image of my baby sat on my knee me working still being able to run my business in the same way i had prior to having my baby and it it hit me it hit me like a ton of brick and i don't know if you have children but they take up quite a lot of time and energy and it really it was a big struggle for me but what i learned was i needed to get help and so obviously I, i got help from my husband i slowed down a bit in my business but then we got childcare support and i had a house cleaner things to just take the pressure off me so i could really focus my energy on my business right so yeah that was my biggest struggle obviously it was an amazing struggle because i've got my gorgeous son um but it was tricky to kind of juggle the two and my I suppose my heart and uh, goes out to every parent out there who is juggling a business and children because it can be tricky without help absolutely I so much uh, agree to it and relate to it because when I started my business my son was seven years old so it was a complete uh, turmoil emotionally as well that was going within where I had to like uh, keep that mommy guilt away and focus on the work so when I am at work I was feeling what is my kid doing is he okay and when I was with my child I was like thinking what is happening with the work oh I had to send out that email so I was like torn apart in two places so I think that struggle with moms like when they are starting off with their business is like amplified 200 times totally and I think like you know there's different guilt factors isn't there there's sometimes like I should be spending more time with my child and then other the other guilt thing is I should be a better businesswoman and so you kind of juggle in those two things but I think as the longer you do it the more you're able to merge the two and feel it took me a while but now I feel successful as a business owner and a mom yeah absolutely and that's what needs to be done the relationships have to be balanced and the support system has to be built both at work and at home yeah great great Uh, you've been working as a business coach for 
approximately four years, I believe, right? When I started my business, I actually started out as a love coach, but I transitioned after mm. two years to become a business coach. Okay, but okay. I start, I've, done coaching. I've done coaching for over four years, yeah. Wow, wow. So what was it like to get your first initial clients, like first five clients? What was the struggle then? <laughs> and now as a seasoned entrepreneur, what's your sales strategy? Okay, so my first five clients, the first thing I did when I became a coach, obviously my business is all the marketing's on social media. So I got some presence on social media and got my message out there. And then I went and I went into a Facebook group and I offered free coaching wow. to three people in return for testimonials mm-hmm. because I wanted some testimonials. Um, of those three, I managed to convert two to paying clients, which was amazing. Awesome. So basically they tried me out for a little bit. I just, I gave them three sessions and then I offered them to continue. So that were my, they were my first two. I also created a free program product that I put out there and it was a free guide you know like a funnel people could download it they got on my email list and my third client believe it or not and I know this can take a while but for me it was my third client came through that funnel she downloaded my freebie she followed my emails and she booked a call oh, and she cool. was my third client so that was incredible and I was having to think about this earlier because and yeah how I got my first clients and my final two of the first five were within my network so there were people that I knew one was somebody that I used to be friends with years and years ago and we kind of weren't we, we were in contact but we weren't you know close friends anymore and the other was a friend of somebody that I knew so I asked for referrals and I got that and the other one was in my network so I think ideally as coaches we want all the clients to flock to us in hordes put our message out on social media and yeah. they flock in realistically if that ever happens I'm not convinced it ever happens as, as flowy as people would like that it can you know at some point when you get big enough but on the whole making sales requires a lot of reach out it it requires relationship building and it requires putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and it's kind of scary <laughs> when True. you first start doing it and so I learned very quickly that if I wanted to make my business successful, then I had to be vulnerable and I had to create relationships and I had to ask people if they were interested in what I had to offer rather than just sat back and waiting for them to come in. Right. And what did that vulnerability look like for you? What was that? Yeah. So vulnerability would be reaching out to someone. So that old acquaintance, I reached out to her. I knew she was struggling because at the time I was a love coach. I knew she was struggling with love and I reached out to her and I was like hi I'm doing this would you like to have a quick chat and I was terrified I didn't want her to think that I was being salesy I didn't want her to think that you know like who's she to do this or so many like limiting beliefs and fears but I also knew deep in my soul I could help her and so you're fighting with those kind of fear versus your mission really and still now four years down the line I make over six figures every year I still do reach outs I still build those connections I still build those relationships and it's not as much it's the majority of my clients have kind of have been in my network for a while now so do come to me but I still do reach out it's still part of my sales strategy because it works absolutely I'm so glad that you pointed that out because reaching out is so so critical for businesses to grow and people do not do it for the fear of being judged being judged as salesy, being seen as aggressive or pushy, or just the fact that uh, you are just sending out a DM to someone and they do not reply back thinking that, uh, oh, she's got something to sell to me. And that one rejection puts you off from sending out the other DM or an outreach message. But thanks for mentioning that, that you have to overcome that and you do it still in your business. Totally. 
I spent some time as a coach and on the sales team of a multi-million dollar a year coaching business. And they still, even though they turn over multi-millions each year, still do reach outs. It's still part of their sales strategy because, right. because it works. Right. Absolutely. It's building those connections, building those relationships, and it's scary. And it's, you know, you've got to kind of put yourself out there to do it, but it works. And if you've got a mission, if you've got a goal of like what you want, how you want your business to help people, how you want to make a difference in the world, then your focus on the mission, your focus on the success of the business, your focus on making a difference has to be bigger than your fear of feeling that somebody might think negatively about you. True. And you have to let go of that fear at the reach out. You don't have to attach the outcome, the result to the success of not. Just the fact that you have reached out, you've put yourself out there should heal that vulnerability. Totally. The more you do it, the easier it gets. The easier it gets. (laughs) Great, great. So uh, Josie, let's talk a little bit about the money mindset part. So I know Mm -hmm. mindset is foundational to everything that we do. So like I also teach uh, a lot about the sales mindset part to my clients. But let's talk about the money mindset. How does money mindset impact female entrepreneurs and especially their sales confidence? Totally. So money mindset is developed. Our money mindset is developed before we're even seven years old because we hear messages from our parents, from the people around us. So many people can probably relate to things like money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work really hard to make money or saying that the rich are greedy or selfish or all these like negative connotations that are in society for most people. Some are luckily brought up in in a family where there isn't as much negative connotations around money. But the majority of people hear from the media, from the family, these negative things about money that it's really difficult to earn, that it doesn't grow on trees. And when you do get it, you become greedy. And we have a lot... Even more than that, as women, there's even more kind of limiting beliefs around money that are societal and that family. So, for example, men make the money Mm -hmm. and, you know, or that as women, we kind of receive our money from men. That can often be a limiting belief. Another one is if you look at movies, if you look at the movies, the woman that's doing successful, she's usually not a very nice person, a little Mm -hmm. bit evil, cold and not successful in love. And It's like putting the connotation that you can't have happiness and money as a woman together. So much of it. And once you start noticing it, if you think about the devil wears Prada and the main woman, the boss lady and that, she's mean. True. She's successful, but she's mean. And it's like, once you notice it, so many movies do the same thing. And so we grow up, Not these are subconscious beliefs. We don't even know they're there, thinking that one, money is really difficult to make which is not true. Some of the hardest jobs in the world are, you know, like low paying jobs are the hardest jobs in the world. And then some people who make money really easily make lots of money by not working even slightly as hard as say for somebody who's cleaning the streets. Or, so it's not in correlation to how hard you work. Right. Because if, if we receive money for how hard we work, There'd be so many low-income families now with lots of money. So there's no correlation to that, but that's what we're taught growing up. And so we take that into business sometimes. I've got to work harder. I've got to work harder. I've got to work harder. And the truth is, it's not about working harder. It's about working smarter. 
Do you often face feast and famine cycles in your business? Do you set lofty income goals but don't know how to achieve them? Then this is the time for you to wear the CEO hat and take charge of your sales with the personal sales planner. This sales planner is an all-in-one tool for solopreneurs like yourself to help you manage and grow your sales every single quarter. From mindset and motivation to strategy and implementation, tracking and monitoring to review and reflection. Everything that you need to crush your sales targets and meet your income goals is within this 90 day planner so grab one for yourself from the link given in show notes at bit.ly/psp-37 this is the best way for you to bring in predictable revenue growth in your business so grab your planner from bit.ly/psp-37 the link is given in show notes And the other thing is money is just energy. We put so much emotion onto it. Mm-hmm. We put so much kind of fears and limiting beliefs and struggles. Like people love money and hate money and it's like this relationship with it. And money mindset's about being neutral about money and being open to receive and believing that money can come easily and kind of knowing that deep within. So, you know, it's really useful for people in sales, anyone with a business or doing sales to really get clear on what their limiting beliefs are around money, to go back to what the stories their parents told them or they heard at school and ask themselves, is this actually true? And is it showing up now in my life? So, I'll give you an example. I've got a client mm-hmm. who works just hard. She's like she punishes herself almost sitting at the computer to working 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 all day and she's exhausting herself and hitting a brick wall and we really explored this and she had been taught her whole life that it's hard to make money and you have to put the work in and so what she was doing was trying to push 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 to create income but what actually it was doing was repelling the money away repelling because she was her energy wasn't there her personality was going that wasn't who she wanted to be and so when we worked on her slowing down a bit and being more open and doing things that were fun and joyful in her business then people were attracted did to her they wanted to buy off her because her energy was good it was more in alignment with what she was actually selling so money mindset is just such a big subject with so much with so much different layers to it but with sales it's so important that you believe that whatever you're selling is worthy worthy because i think there's a lot a lot of other uh, blocks to selling is when we are worried about our prices women often undercharge often i see it a lot do right. you see, do you, is that something that you see women undercharging for the services or having fear about the prices yeah and i yeah. think the biggest places the most prominent places where this money mindset thing impacts women is when they are either quoting their price or they are doing negotiations even negotiating uh, like um, if they are working in a customized solution so coming up with a pricing or a package for a customized uh, service that they are doing for an organization or a business so that is something they are undercharging and over delivering so totally yeah so how how do we balance that out what would be your advice yeah so what's happening there is the person who's quoting is connecting the price with their self worth right. so it's almost like if i quote the is the fear that they're not going to make the sale so they under they undercharge and so what i would say there is like take away all the fear imagine you knew for sure that this person was going to buy what would be a great rate for you and for them so it's a no brainer for you it's like yes this is a great job i'm so glad i've got it but it also for the client what they receive 
as a service is so worth what you're offering them. So that balance is the right rate. And then you don't drop below that. So make a pact with yourself that you don't drop below that. And what I know for sure is if you keep cutting your prices, you're going to keep getting people that push you to cut them and you'll get resentful. You'll stop enjoying doing the work and you won't be making the income that you need to kind of keep the business alive. Um, However, if you put a clear boundary in and even maybe lose a potential client, know that having that boundary, it's like you've told the universe, I am not accepting anything less than that. And people feel that energy and they stop trying to push you down and they stop trying to barter with you. So it's like standing in your power and being like, yes, I am worth this and no less. And it's tricky to do, but once you do it, you will see a shift in the potential clients that come to you. They'll feel your strength in your rate. And rates are subjective. You might say, oh, that's expensive. And the next person might say, oh, that's cheap. It's just the individual person's take on it. Yeah. You know, Tiffany's sell a a paperclip for $1,500. They sell a paperclip for $1,500. And some people buy that paperclip. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's subjective. Like some people be like, that's ridiculous for a paperclip. And others would say, I want a piece of Tiffany's and I'm happy to buy that. So it's not about dropping your price and I always say the other thing is as well talking about brands I always say you know Chanel don't do sales Chanel have gorgeous handbags they cost a lot of thousands and thousands of dollars and they don't do sales but they don't apologize for it and it's okay like you either want to buy the Chanel or you don't and you go and buy a cheaper bag and they don't apologize they don't try and drop the rates they don't say oh no okay I can see it's too expensive they don't care and think about where you want to be as a business owner do you want to be someone that's like bargain basement or do you want to be someone who's it doesn't have to be Chanel but you you know, something that's seen as quality, something that's seen as aspirational and something that's seen as something that will last for life or something that's going to be a good value. So it's about knowing where you are in the market and being strong in that, not always dropping your rates because somebody else says it's too expensive for them. Wow. Wow. So how I uh, hear it is that you have to be unapologetic about your pricing. And firstly, in your head position yourself as a very, very strong platform as to yes, here I am with my pricing. And then you have to, of course, think from the customer's mindset. So like you said that it's very subjective, probably for your customer, it is not very expensive. You are only building up stories in your mind that, oh, it is expensive. So if you're not buying your own service at that price point, how will anyone else? So you have to think from your customer's mindset that they are prepared to buy this at the value pricing that you've done. Exactly. You have to be in alignment with it. And that's one thing, isn't it? I think sometimes people put a rate for their service that they wouldn't pay themselves and you're never going to sell it. If you wouldn't buy that yourself, your energy's off, you know, if you need it at that rate. So you want to be really in alignment with your rates and be like, yes, this is good. And then not wobble because you will be tested. You will get people that come to you and say, that's too expensive can you drop it you will be tested and it's your job your job to be strong in it and to say no this is what it's worth this is good value as it is I'm not dropping it. And people feel that strength. They feel that leadership. And you might lose one customer, but you'll gain a lot more ideal clients. Right, right. Awesome, awesome. So of course, great points, uh, Josie. Any closing conversation or any closing message you have to 
give to the listeners? Totally. So money mindset is a lifelong journey. So I've worked with business owners who are starting out right to through to business owners that are making millions each year in the business. And the key to success is to continually work on your mindset and your money mindset, because what got you here is not the same mindset required to get you to the next level. Right. And so if you've got goals and ambitions, your mindset has to up level to that next stage. And it's a continual journey. So instead of seeing it as like, I'll do my mindset work and then I'm done, see it as a lifelong journey of growth. And once you embrace that, once you are like, yes, I'm going to be doing mindset for life, it feels fun. It's You enjoy the journey and it makes such a massive difference. And all the people that I know that have made massive success in their business know that it's 80% mindset and just 20% strategy. Wow. Wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, sharing that. It was a great message. And yes, mindset work is a lifelong thing to be done. Great message. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was lovely to have this conversation with you. My pleasure. Such a joy to speak to you. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode. I'm sure you were able to find some key learnings and takeaways from today's episode, which will help you grow your business to the next level. And if that's the case, make sure that you share this episode with two of your business buddies because you never know that they might also find some insight which will help them in their business. Knowledge, after all, grows by sharing it further, right? So do share it with two of your business buddies. Also, if you like Ace the Says podcast, consider sharing five-star review and rating on Apple iTunes because that will help us take the podcast to many more women just like yourself who are looking to find sales success in their business. Also, it will mean the world to us, especially myself and my team who are putting loads of efforts to bring this podcast to you. And lastly, remember to connect with me on Instagram at Roshni underscore Baronia because I would love to know more about you, your business and what is it that you need help with when it comes to selling so connect with me on instagram leave a review and share the podcast with two of your business buddies i will meet you next thursday stay tuned and stay safe and happy selling